Today, I'm joined by Mitch Casey Fresh, fresh off his heavy defeat in industry pickup. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Imagine you with all your complexity, all your perfection, all your imperfection. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Adam King. I am your host. Today, I'm uh, doing the weekly recap for industry pickup. So we have been doing this over on Mitch's channel a couple of times. We missed a week uh, from memory, uh, but thought we would do it over here today. Both of us wearing the, the Boston jersey. His, yours. Is, uh, his is a bit more <laughs> impressive than mine. Than mine, Blake the Blake Griffin, Griffin legend, Blake. Boston Celtic legend. He was, um, yeah. I think I said on uh, whenever I have worn this on a show before, and I said I only bought it because Alex Reclean talked me into it, and it was twenty dollars. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nice and cheap. The number ninety-one. I appreciate the number ninety-one, of course. So uh, very good number. Sense. Um, yeah, so so Mitch, you, you're feeling all right. Uh, dominant victory for me, a humiliating loss for you. Um, yeah, look, I've, how, I've how been, are you going to recover? Uh, look, I've had a, a a day to reflect today because I, I knew that I knew the loss was coming. Um, and look, it still sucks to be honest. I'm I'm still in mourning for my fantasy team, and uh, my chances for taking out this league have been plummeting this past week, but. I will try to regroup it. And I'm just trying to tell myself that, number one, Yusuf Nurkic, next time I verse, you will not average 16 rebounds per game uh, and give you 64 rebounds. And uh, hopefully I will have, you know, at least just a little bit more than half my roster available on the last day that I can actually put into and uh, get some get some minutes out there and hopefully get me some stats because... Uh, Number of things just did not go my way this week, including a terrible, dirty trade that Dan Titus, um, you know, putting out a warrant for his, you know, I don't know, someone yeah. go lock this man up for for theft because he he, he stole Miles Turner away from me, and uh, and now I'm sitting here looking like an idiot with egg on my face. Yeah, look, we we actually touched on this. I think it was to close last week's show, talking about Evan Mobley, and we sort of said, "Yeah, look, he's out now, but he won't be out long. He'll be back." And then, <laughs> and, and then the news came out that he's out for uh, a little bit longer than a few games. So yes. now you're you're stuck with him in your IR spot. Uh, and yeah, well, just, uh, a little little dirty about that because. I offered this trade to Dan Tyson, and I will uh, he'll attest to this because I'm, I'm sure he's an honest man, but he uh, I, I gave him the trade. I think it might have been like week three or four of the season or something like that, and the trade has been sitting there for weeks, and I was fine with the trade going through. And when he accepted the trade, that was the first day that Mobley, I think, was just out. It was a late out. It wasn't even like, you know, in advance. It was a late out. Mobley's out with yeah. knee soreness. He's accepted the trade, and I've gone, oh, okay, Oh, actually, there's a little red flag next to his name on Fantrax. Out, knee soreness. I've gone, oh, 
that's a little dodgy, but okay. I'll, I'll let the it's, it's fine. It's knee soreness. It's it's just a late thing. It's I did want Mobley. That's fine. And now, uh, yeah, not to say that he knew that he was obviously going to be out for surgery. No one did, but no, just just frustrating that the timing could honestly not be worth worse because he didn't play a single second for my team. <laughs> and, he did uh, not. Yes. Uh, no, and I, I have brought your team up here. I just thought we'd look at it first because. I say it was a dominant victory. It was not a dominant victory. <laughs> I scraped in by uh, nine rebounds or something um, over your team who had uh, some big names out. Um, they didn't necessarily miss the whole week, missed at least a couple of games. Um, Darren Fox, I'll just read through the red flags. Darren Fox, uh, Clint Capella, Wendell Carter, of course, he's been out for quite a while. Derek Lively, uh, Evan Mobley, who didn't play, but we thought was going to play and Bradley Beal who, who sort of played for a little bit and played then, six minutes <laughs> and then uh, went down with another injury uh, and he's yep. set to miss a few weeks. So yeah, look, the fact that I only won by nine rebounds, um, I did, I was only one steal short. So I, I was close in the steal category mm. as well. Um, yes. We, so we actually left last week's show with me floating a trade offer to you which was Yusuf Nurkic for Chris Paul. Yes. Um, which didn't go through, obviously. You've still got Chris Paul, and, and he's yes. been all right this week. Yes. Um, Yusuf Nurkic has been pretty good for me too. So Yeah, it probably would have swung our matchup, I reckon, if I took <laughs> probably that trade. Uh, uh, but yeah, I yeah, it would have. But I actually went and made a trade uh, with Rhett. No, was it Rhett? I believe it was with Drew Dinkmeyer. No, it was with Drew. Know. It was with yes. Drew. That's right, with Drew Dinkmeyer. So... He had posted a trade to me quite a while ago uh, trying to get Chet Holmgren initially, um, and he was floating out some players like Max Struess. Uh, I can't remember who else that I wasn't really interested in. Um, and we went back and forwards a little bit, and then I ended up uh, sort of coming back or going back to him with a, with a trade of Anthony Davis, who I had, for Brooke Lopez and... DeJounte Murray, and I. it was on the back of he he asked for, I think, Anthony Davis for Brooke Lopez and, and someone, maybe it was Max Struess. I can't remember. And yeah. I said, no, I, I need assists um, yeah. and I need some steals and a guard who can rebound if possible. So so DeJounte fit that. Brooke Lopez is going to get me blocks uh, and yep. some more threes. So he accepted, which I... I t- I don't know. I was a little bit surprised uh, that he accepted. What do you think? Is that a fair trade? I, I feel like I probably gave up a little bit too much, but um, I can understand it from your end of the deal. I think if a lot of people looked at it from, and this is the thing about trades, you, you post this trade up on Twitter, and I do think that the vast majority of people would just click Anthony Davis. They see yeah. his name and they yeah. go, Anthony Davis, you got Anthony Davis, you win the trade because yeah. he's been a top five player so far this year. But you got back Brooke Lopez, who basically, you know, is the same in blocks as AD or very similar. Um, you're getting back someone like a uh, DeJounte Murray, who you needed, like you said, you needed assists, you needed steals. Now, Anthony Davis is a decent steals guy, but um, DeJounte is better. And you're probably giving up some rebounds there. You're definitely giving up some scoring. But in your build, uh, the scoring you don't care about. No. You've also got a little bit of a little bit more insurance getting back two players for one player and one player who's injury prone at best as well. 
Um, and because you do have a few injuries at the back of your roster, um, getting a bit more depth is um, useful, especially in a way wide that's not quite as fruitful as ours. So I think the deal was fair. I do think, though, if you'd post this on Twitter, a lot of people would say Anthony Davis, but you need to make some changes. And look, one week after the trade, you've got a victory here. So um, <laughs> I don't know. And look, look, let's look at... I just wanted to point this out. I don't know if you, you can throw up the matchup there, but... Yep. The amount of blocks your team had, I don't know if I've ever seen a, a, a team block this many shots in 40 games. 69 blocks you had for the week in 40 games. That's that's nearly averaging two blocks per player uh, over the course of, of this week. So Anthony Davis not being on your team, you obviously don't need his blocks. Uh, you obviously you also topped the week in rebounding as well. So you didn't miss Anthony Davis too much this week, I don't think. No. Um... Yeah, Brooke Lopez was pretty disappointing in rebounds, but I, I I think I put something on Twitter for yesterday, or not not today's game, the, the previous game, where he, the fact that he's seven foot one or whatever, and he he had one rebound in twenty six minutes. Yeah, I find yeah. that I know why, and I know it's look, that is not uncommon with with certain teams and how they run their offenses and stuff like that. But it was yeah. still frustrating. <laughs> just I, just go up and surely. Yeah, just and then today he got a few more, but um, yeah, but yeah, I think it was a fair trade for what I I needed. But I do agree that if you just put it up on Twitter, most people, me included, would probably say Anthony Davis. Yeah, but that's the nuance of fantasy, going. right? Like because mm. you, you're assessing your own situation, you're assessing where your strengths and weaknesses lie within the league uh, compared to other managers. Um, you know, and it's it's always different. So um, I think it is a good trade to illustrate that. You know, and some people in this you know, might comment in this video and say, like, nah, you got fleeced or whatever. But I, I think that it's, I don't think it's an, int- I think it's an interesting trade that we'll wait to see how things play out and whether or not. Um, I do also think that it's going to strengthen Drew's team because he was also looking to, I think he had a few, he had a, you know, different to my team, a very healthy team and needed to drop some players. So the two for one for him was a good way to upgrade his talent without, um, you know, dropping someone decent onto the waiver wire um, yeah. and, and getting a first round player in Anthony Davis, if he stays healthy, is, um, is, a, is a good upgrade for him. So I think it does help his team as well. Yeah, and I mean that factored into my decision as well. Is is Anthony Davis hasn't been injured yet, uh, so if if there is a time to sell high, I, I guess on him, it's potentially now. And look, he might not get injured for the rest of the season, and, and I maybe I regret this to maybe, some degree, yeah. but at the moment I'm comfortable with it. Um, just having a look at our teams for the week, uh, and and yeah, having a look at my my blocks. Um, Chet Holmgren had 13. Well, Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama had thirty between between Far them. Far out. Um, um, can I just say, Victor Wembanyama is turning into an absolute monster. And the fact I thought was was there ever an offer where he asked for Wemby instead of Anthony Davis? Because I, I wonder if, like, how would you have thought of that? Would you have rather given up Anthony Davis or rather given up Wemby? Uh, I think. I don't think he ever asked for Wemby. There was a period where I was looking to offload Wemby. Um, it was. I'm, I'm glad you didn't make that trade with uh, with B Dub because um, I'm mean, just the way I'm seeing the way Wemby is playing. I actually, yeah. I think he's going to be a top ten player from here, and and not even in any punt build. I just think he's he's just so dominant and so good in these areas that no one else can do what he does. And no. like he's played what he's played twenty three games or something like that. Like 
it, it can get better. Um, and him moving to center position now is just, it's taken to another stratosphere, I think. Um, yeah. And, so. and if you look, if you look at him here, so I've got the, the rankings for the past week uh, in front of me. And, and Wemby was the 10th ranked player last week um, with nearly 19 points, 15 rebounds, 4.3 blocks, 1.5 steals, three and a half assists, two threes. So the crazy like, thing, he, he can he can actually do better than that because he didn't. Even, I don't believe he even shot very well. He did not. Um, so the, the scoring can come up, the yep. field goal percentage can go up. But and those other numbers, they sound nuts, but like he could do that, uh, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. Look, and and that's yeah where I was heading with that is that he he shot forty seven percent from the field. That's probably about right. Like I think he I I don't think he'll ever be a an elite field goal percentage. Guy because he he just doesn't play that style of game, but forty seven percent. I mean, you'd take that, but he was sixty percent from the free throw line, and he will be much better than that. Yeah, so he'll be um, sort of a high seventies, eighty guy. So yeah, so okay. so yeah. Look, he he was he was great, um, and I think if we if we looked at uh, uh, where are we? Bring up the scoring uh, for all the teams. So I just with those two players, I would have beaten. Everyone except yeah. the two teams in blocks. <laughs> just Literally just players. those two guys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild actually. Um, um yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're not gonna miss um Anthony Davis's blocks there. And and you whack onto that on on top of those two players, the fact that you also had Brooke Lopez. I think he also had a big blocks game as well. Uh, a big blocks week, sorry, as well. What do you uh, have? He had fourteen himself. So um, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he actually he actually had more than um than Chet did, so that's that's yeah. crazy, man. That is that, like no one's touching you in blocks. Uh, absolutely no one. No. So I'll, I'll at least win one category every week. Uh, yeah. And and managed to I managed to pick up Nick Richards this week as well. Um, you beat me to Onyeka Kongwu. So I I he's been the of... one good thing of this week for me is picking up Onyeka Kongwu, and I bloody paid through the nose for him too. I paid 170 uh, fab, which look I do not regret. Look, looking back on it now, it's it's an overpay because the next closest bid was like $100 less than me. But, um, you know, I paid 170 for a Kongu, and I think that there was another big bid on um, – who was it? I think there was another 170 bid on – oh, Tari Eason. And I'd much rather have a Kongu for the price I paid for him than um, Tari Eason because – and, and the other thing that went into it with me as well is obviously I have uh, Clint Capella who later in that week did get injured. So getting a, um, a Kongu on my team in a league like this when we can, especially now that the the, um, the weekly games played are going up since now the in-season tournament is going down um, or is finished. You know, this week there was a lot of decisions we have to make about putting guys on our bench. So there's a little bit more ability to stash a player like that and I can sort of handcuff a Capella and a Kongu together. So I paid a lot for him, but I, I feel good of the fact that he's on my team now, especially two two games later, essentially, that Capella is now injured. So. Yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah, I mean, he's a must-roster player. And as you said, the, the waiver wire in our league is pretty thin. Like, it's not, everyone knows what they're doing. So landing someone like with top 50 upside is, it's just not going to happen. So going 170 is fine. Um if we look at your roster, I guess heading into next week, yep. um, obviously Beal is—he uh, looks like he's going to—he'll miss all of next week. Yeah, he um, won't be there. With uh, so, 
and, and Evan Mobley, we know he will be as well. So uh, you can't drop Mobley. I was just thinking, so with Derek, because Derek Lively, we don't really know how long he's going to miss. Yeah, so so his his injuries, are, he, he sprained his ankle, essentially, yeah. I, I believe is is what it is. So it's it's not something that's super concerning. He's already been ruled out of Monday, which does suck. Um, so uh, there's a chance he misses the majority of the week. But he's still someone that's so valuable to my team that I can't drop him. So, yeah. But a lot of the players that I do have this week are playing four games. So I am able to stash a few guys if I look at my schedule this week. Uh, Okongu is playing four. Sabonis is playing four. Aaron Gordon's playing four. Scotty Barnes is playing four. Um, Giannis is playing three. And um, Capella is playing four. But again, he's... Um, yeah. Questionable on the Monday as well. So there's a few there's a few of those bigs that provide me those uh, rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage that have a decent amount of volume this this week. So fingers crossed. Assuming I don't get any more injuries, which is always something that could possibly happen, um, I'm hoping that I'll still be able to get a decent amount of big man stats going into this week with the games um, sort of limit. My concern or my focus still going into the matchup against B-Dub is more those guard stats in the assists and steals up against him this week because I do believe I would have lost to him this week if uh, in assists and steals. So hopefully I can get Fox back and he's able to play a lot of those games. Uh, it might be a case where I do have to play Scoot Henderson. Uh, I do feel a bit more comfortable and a bit more of a buffer that I might be able to win turnovers against B-Dub. I think he's the worst team in turnovers in our league at the moment. So... Um, playing someone like a Scoot, I don't think hurts me as much in this kind of a week. Um, but yeah, I had to make the I had to make the cut of Alex Caruso. I could not deal with him basically yeah. playing six minutes every second game and um, just worrying about him missing time. So I had to make that cut, even though I think he's a good player. Uh, just a player like that, I couldn't have on my team anymore. So it's still going to come down to assists and steals. Um, I'm probably going to have to stream still. I've got one or two stream spots available uh, to get guys that if they have a good matchup or something like that, I can use them. Um, but doing my best to try not to drop players like Mobley, Lively, Beal might be on the cutting. You know, He might be on the edge mm-hmm. there because he doesn't, he doesn't exactly fit my build essentially like those other guys. I'd be open to trading him first for, and I'm low ball the shit out of me guys. If anyone else is watching this video, <laughs> I'm listening because uh, yeah, it's, it's been a frustrating hold with Beal so far this year. It has. Yeah. And, and for I mean, anyone playing fantasy next week, remember it is a six day week. Yes. So there are no games on Sunday on, on Christmas Eve. So for, for our league where we have that 40 game or 40 games limit games cap, I think most yeah. people should be pretty comfortable with just rolling out your players every day this week because I don't think you'll hit that 40 even if – so you don't have to worry too much about benching and, and sitting players like we did this past week. We actually – well, yeah, I, I sat some good performances, decide. which which kind of sucked early in the week. Yeah, I don't know I, if it would have uh, changed our matchup, but there was a few good ones that I accidentally benched. Yeah, I know in one of my other leagues I benched uh, – Bogdan Bogdanovich when he had 40. That wasn't fun. Mm. Um, mm. I ended up winning anyway. It didn't matter, but it was still yeah. when you've got a guy sitting on your bench scoring 40 points yeah. and hitting eight threes or yeah. whatever, that was a bit frustrating. Um, I just thought I'd go back to what you you mentioned briefly, um, looking at the transactions from this week, uh, the, the notable ones, I suppose. Um, 
So you actually picked up Jaden McDaniels for for zero, uh, and, and he was didn't play. Um, yeah, he's another one that yeah, probably played twelve minutes or something like that, seventeen minutes, and got injured. Gave me one rebound. I was trying to get him for steals, and I needed a small forward eligible player to put yeah. out there because Scotty only had the three games this week. So needed a small forward on a game on a day that Scotty wasn't playing. Um, and I thought Jaden could at least give me some steals. That was a tight matchup for us. And I thought he can give me more than one rebound, um, but obviously he got injured. Um, so he did, yes. Um, but yeah, look, so so you you picked up him. Um, Alex Reclean picked up Craig Porter for $69. A um, little big bit price. of a sort of a hit and hope there, I think, hoping that he would step into a, a sizable role with Garland out for potentially up to a month. Um, he probably didn't live up to what what uh, Alex was hoping that he would do, but I, th- I think he'll hold him and... Oh, no, he dropped him already. Okay, he dropped him already and picked up Malachi Branham. So, up, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether Craig Porter will play more than he did. Um, we saw what he did earlier in the season. There's your... Uh, oh, there's the Tari Eason bid by beat up, $172. Josh... Yeah. Uh, Josh I, want, I wonder if he. I wonder if he thought I was going to go big on that one again, and he's just bid more than I bid last mm. time. Because uh, I, I did have a bid on that one. I think I bid a hundred dollars for Tari uh, after his big game. I did want him on my team, but yeah, one hundred and seventy-two uh, came over the top of me there. Yeah, I think I think I put a bid in for him as well, but no, I wouldn't have outbid you either. Um, Josh uh, bid ninety-nine dollars on Jordan Poole. Uh, so someone of who was it? Noah Rubin. Noah Rubin. got sick of Jordan Poole. Um, Fair enough, I reckon. Who, hey, who then had a thirty-point game? I think in that in the next he, game he so. did, but he also followed up with a fourteen-point game under thirty percent shooting. The next he one, um, yep. so look, it'll be a roller coaster. I'm, I'm, I didn't put a bid in for him. Did you? Did you bid for for Jordan Poole once he, no. he? I definitely looked at him and I thought, oh, okay, what are we doing here? But he doesn't fit what I'm looking for, so I, I kind of. No, really he, yeah, all. he doesn't fit my team. And, and look, honestly, um, I'm hoping that this week he he scores. Well, he can score as many points as he wants, but if he shoots 30 yeah. percent from the field, I will uh, take that be, every day. That'd be week. great. Yes. Um, Turn it over, uh, heaps. Yeah, go for it. That's right. Uh, yeah, there's Nick Richards. I got him for ten dollars. Um, really, just based on Mark Williams and and Charlotte's pathetic injury reporting. And so, even though he's being listed as doubtful, he could miss a month here. They've signed a backup yeah. centre. Um, they dropped or, or released Theo Maladon. So, I don't know. I I just sort of thought, well, maybe Richards is going to be the starter here for a while, and he fits. I don't really need more blocks, but he'll get me blocks and he'll get me rebounds. Um, Try to crack 100 next week, mate. <laughs> maybe. That, that's my goal. Just dominate one category. Uh, Alex Reclean also got Brandon Pojemski uh, for $69, yeah. and, and that's well worth it, I think, based on what we've seen the last week. Um, yep. There's your Okongwu $170 bid, which you've said uh, you don't really regret, and that's fair enough as well because... 
there were probably a few of us bidding for him. Uh, yeah, there was there was lots of people yeah. that did bid for him. I think it was I have got the thing up here. There was one, two, three, four, five people that bid for a Kwangu. The next closest was Bdub who bid sixty nine dollars. So look, like I said, I was well over the second highest bid. Yeah. But obviously there was a lot of interest for him at that time. He was he was being disappointing. But essentially, as soon as I got him, I put that first game on my bench actually, and he had thirteen points, eight rebounds, and two blocks. Um, playing 20 or 30 minutes essentially with a lot of time next to Capella. So I, I kind of got him right at the perfect time, to be honest, uh, which was lucky on my part. But yeah, um, interesting that I was well over top the, of the next one. So if we, so you're up against uh, B-Dub this week, is that right? Correct, yes. So so do you want to run us through? I've just pulled up here on my screen um, yep. the, the scores from last week. So do you want to run through how you would have fared against him in each category last yeah, I think week. He, I think he would have smoked me. I think he would have smoked me. Now, I did have a really good scoring week, but even still, I would have come up short against him in points. I would have got him in turnovers just. I would have been one turnover behind him. Um, blocks, I would have just got him by two, so I'm up to one. Uh, he would have smoked me in steel. So, again, that is a big um, area for me to focus on. I've had some really big dominant weeks in steals, and then this week, you and I were both at the bottom of the of the yeah. ladder, which is interesting, where I've also been at the other end of the ladder, which is just the nature of steals, isn't it? It's so up and down. Um, so, Although we were, I mean, we were at the bottom, but if you look at, at the, the teams here, like 34, 32, 33, 33, True. 37, yeah, 31, 30. So there's sort of 10 of us or nine of us all within about six steals of each other, which yep. you, you luck into someone who gets five steals in a game and that swings a category. So, yeah, he would have also got me in assists. I get him in rebounds. Uh, he gets me in free throw percentage. He also gets me in threes. I get him in field goal percentage. So I think all that levels out to me losing if I was versing him this week four five, um, with me winning field goal percentage, um, rebounds, blocks, and turnovers. Um, so I need to target at least one of those assists or steals categories, I believe, there. Um, I could try and go for the three-pointers, but I'm just so bad in threes. Because, and I know he's bad in threes as well, but I just think that it it would require a bit of luck on my, my behalf to get there. Um, whereas I think I've got a bit more of a chance to get him an assist if someone like... Um, you know, Darren Fox is healthy and and I uh, can get some decent games out of him and Sabonis and Chris Paul, who looks like he's got a little bit of a good run at the moment as well. So I think those are going to be the areas for me to target him in and uh, hopefully we can get there in the end. But it's... It's a bit, it's a bit dire over at the big boys. Um, you know, sitting, sitting eighth. He, he's at fourth. So if I can get a win, it, it might do enough to kind of, you know, push him down and me up. So it, you know, every week's a big week at the moment. Yeah, it is uh, very close still through the middle section of the the standings there. Um, now I'm up against uh, Josh, Josh Lloyd, uh, coming off his first defeat of the season. So now is the time to strike while he's down, while he's depressed, ah. feeling bad about his team. Um, yeah, beat him up. Let's go. Uh, look, I'll be doing my best. I'll beat him in blocks. I, I can I can probably yeah, I mean, promise you can, you can that. Put that away. Uh, yeah, look, rebounds, blocks, turnovers potentially could be my three categories that I that I win. Um, I think to, to defeat him this week, I'm going to have to get lucky in a percentage category, whether it's free throws or field goal percentage um 
My field goals weren't terrible last week. I was over 50%. He was at 52.9. So close-ish. My free throws weren't great last week, uh, 75.8%. Um, I beat you soundly, but we were both pretty bad. <laughs> so in I thought throws. I was going to be good there for a little while while uh, Giannis was bloody going. I think he had like 85% at one point, and then, of course, that turned into yeah. 75% on bloody 32 attempts. And, uh, yeah, that, that dream. Yeah. Managed very quickly. <laughs> yes, it did. So, so yeah, look, I think I'm probably going to have to get lucky in a percentage category and maybe get steals. So I was only six, seven steals behind him. Um, if I look at my my roster for, for this week, um, well, I mean, I, I've talked about Chet and I've talked about Wemby and Nurkic and how good these guys have been. I do have players on the other end of that scale. Josh Giddy sucks. Oh, uh, he is. He is. He got benched as well, I think, in the second half. He did. Of, um, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I can't drop him. He's too good to drop. But I mean, is he, though? Is he, is he too good to drop? Well, I, I like to think he is, but <laughs> maybe, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I think he's. Is he still outside the top two hundred this season? He, he very might will. Uh, he very might well be. Um, I, I, yeah, not not to not to coach your own team for you, but I think it's definitely something I'd be considering. Um, the good news you might have though is I think that you could or potentially be expecting a return this week from either one of or both Markel Fultz and Marcus yes. Smart, who I think are both nearly uh, about to come back, if not at the start of the week, maybe halfway or towards the end of the week, which when you're targeting those steel numbers could be, you know, they how quickly they return might be the difference in your matchup this week. It could be. It could be, yes. Um, and I'm probably going to make some changes because I have Royce O'Neill and Joe Ingles who I'm, I'm going to drop. I just I haven't seen anyone on the waivers yet that had really sort of piqued my interest. Um but they will, they're expendable, both of those guys. Um, Fultz, Fultz was interesting. He was sort of – he was questionable, I think, and he was a game-time decision. And then he didn't end up playing. But then they just went, oh, no, he's doubtful for the next game. So I'm hoping that that doesn't mean he did something in that pregame to to sort of tweak that knee. Yeah, um, okay. And, and Marcus Smart uh, – not playing Monday, but he has been doing some five-on-five, five, so he's close as well. Um, Azar Thompson is the other guy on my team that just sucks at the moment. Um, again, I don't really want to drop him, but he's, his minutes are up and down. I know he is starting. Detroit, I think I put something on Twitter again about Detroit and how bad they are. How many games do you think they win this season? It's a bit off topic, but oh, do man. they win double-digit games? Their, their talent, oh yeah, surely they'd have to win double-digit games. Uh, you can't, you can't win less than ten games. Um, their talent would suggest they're like a, at least a twenty-win team. I would have thought, yeah. um, but the way that they're going about it, and I think the coaching is just it's it's destroyed a lot of confidence in a lot of those young players, mm. and that's something that's not easily gotten back. Um, I don't even know what their over under is or anything like that. But but a, a team to lose less than or so win less than twenty games is is a really bad season. So I don't think they do that. I think they're probably closer to what 15, 16 wins this season would be just completely. I'm, I'm not a big um, over unders or betting guy, but that sounds like the sort of area that I'd expect a team like that to be in. Um, 
It's been bad. It's been very, very bad. It has. I, I thought, yeah, look, I thought they were probably a 20-win-ish. Um, and, and they looked all right for the first week. They were competitive, sort of competitive. So we, we sort of thought, oh, yeah, look, look, this isn't terrible. Um, but we're now oh, almost a third of the way season, a third of the way through the season. We're, we're edging up there towards a third of the way. They're 2-24 and 24, um, on a 23-game losing streak. So I think probably the last team to win double uh, single-digit games. Did Philly? Were Philly that bad? I'm literally I'm, I'm looking it up right now. They, they did have a 28-game losing streak. Um, so there's that. They also started the year 0 of 18. Um, yep. They had two other losing streaks of 12 and 13 that season. They were pretty bad. Uh, yep. I'm trying to find their actual record. That was the 2013-14-76s. Um, yeah. I feel like it was I don't feel like they're in that that um, <laughs> realm at the moment, but I don't know. They'd want to move. but And, and even they finished with a record of 19 and 63. That seems yeah, right. Okay. That seems crazy, okay. actually. Yeah, maybe they got some wins at the end there, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. for, well, for you to for you to be, you know, like like you said, if they're going to win ten games, I, I think you'd have to be more than ten. But yeah, it it probably is mirroring that kind of a season at the moment. Like if they if they fall short of twenty wins, that would be that'd be pretty bad. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and, and I mean, as that started with Azar Thompson, there he's just been so frustrating and. and yeah. Um, and down. So I, I would need, I think, this week for for like for Asar to, to have a couple of strong games. Maybe Giddy can find some form. So I'll need a few things to go my way, I think, to beat Josh this week. Um, and look, maybe it is Jordan Poole going like 9 of 50 for the week or something, um, dragging down that field goal percentage, and, and yeah. that gets me over the line. So we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, any anything else you want to talk about in the league or any trends? Uh, anything? At no, all? just put me out of my misery and let's get some of these players back on the court, please. Uh, <laughs> I really need really need some luck to go my way just on the injury front. Hopefully, uh, Wendell Carter, can you come back? Is like even though I've got a, a Kongu, I would still much rather have a Kongu and Capella and have them playing together like they were the two games prior. Yeah. So those two guys. Um, hopefully, Fox's thing is not. Um, anything he's questionable for Monday, so hopefully he's just missed the the one game there, and I can get him back because I do need his assists and steals. So just crossing my fingers for some injury luck, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. And I've lost so far to you, I've lost so far to Josh. So let's see if I can at least beat one other bloody Aussie in this comp <laughs> and not be the, not be the worst Australian in the in the in the industry pickup league. Uh, look, yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a tight league, as we've said multiple times. It's it's hard to, to get a win. Um, I'm hoping I get some of my guards back this week. That would be nice as well. Um, I'll let you go, but let people know. I mean, most people know where to find you and what you've got going on. But for those that, that may not know, let them know where to find you and, and what's happening. 
Yeah, uh, check out uh, my YouTube channel and podcast at uh, Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Go and hit the subscribe button over there or follow whatever it is you're doing over there. Um, at Twitter, at Ball Boys Fantasy, you can, you can follow me and listen to all me complaining and, and reminding myself that fantasy is fun. Fantasy is fun <laughs> um, over there as well. And uh, just in case you've got any uh, football AFL fans in your audience, um, yeah. the Ball Boys Fantasy or AFL Fantasy Podcast should be starting up within the next week or so. So stay tuned to that one as well. So I'm going to have a lot on over the Christmas break because, you know, why talk to your family when you can play fantasy sports? <laughs> very fair. Very fair. Uh, is, so, And I will let you go. But before I do, is Boxing Day a day that you spend watching NBA? Like, is it? Like me, oh it's, yes, it's, yeah. It's I'm a... up early. I'm up early. Yeah. I'm 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 on. Usually my Celtics are playing early on that day as well. So depending on what time they start, actually, well, that's a good question. When when are they on? They are. Oh, 8 a.m. Nice sleep in on uh, on Boxing Day. So yes, I, I usually spend most of the day playing or, or watching uh, NBA yeah. as my Boxing yeah. Day tradition. As everyone else watches cricket, I'm watching basketball. Yeah, no, I I'm watching the basketball. Um. My, my friend who who I went to the states with we it's it's a full day for us we'll normally kick off at about 6 a.m with a barbecue breakfast love it um watching in his man cave and and having a few beers that sort of thing so it's beautiful it's an annual event um my wife knows not to book anything in that day because <laughs> I'm unavailable yeah hundred percent um, yep all right well that will do it for today's show uh remember you can check out all of our content over at FBI basketball com find us here on youtube obviously give us a thumbs up and subscribe we're also on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify everywhere you listen to your podcasts until next time catch up bye you just listened to another episode from the fantasy basketball international podcast network thanks for joining us and for more information about joining our community please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.